0: Well, that should be one of the greatest songs of all time, according to Rolling Stone (laughs) magazine. Uh, But we've been having a lot of debate about the top 10s. I I have to get Vaughn Palmer to weigh in on this. Morning, Vaughn.
1: And good morning, Simi. And no, the village people aren't in my top 10. No? I I love these lists, though, because they they really do um, send you back down memory lane, and they start up a debate. Um, My number one would not be respect, but I have to say it's an inspired choice because it enshrines... Two of the greatest artists of the 20th century, Aretha Franklin's singing of the song, and Otis Redding wrote it. And, you know, you go there and you say, yeah, well, uh, it certainly belongs on the list. Uh, we might argue about where, where it would go.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, what I'm, would you put I'm up there? I'm going to
1: kind of date myself here, you know. Do it. People are going to say, hey, boomers, uh, hope I die before you get old. But... Um, <laughs> Which is a song that isn't, you know, I, I go back and forth to, it's. we're talking songs, right? Yes, not albums, just songs, not just albums. songs. So like Stevie Wonder, I agree with you, but Stevie Wonder's an album artist, right? I listen to whole albums by Stevie Wonder, but I go to like two songs, lift my heart every time I hear them, they're tied at number one for me. One is The Four Tops, Reach Out, I'll Be There, oh. and the other is Van Morrison, Gloria. Right now... That puts me way back in the 1960s, <laughs> I know, but there you go. Good choices,
0: though. Also, four tops. Lovely. Inspired choice. I agree with you on that yeah, one. Opening sure.
1: notes. Opening notes alone. Just every time I hear it, I go, man, were those guys good. Yeah, and I stopped singing. Wow.
0: I know. And we stopped listening to those songs somewhere along the way. Like I grew up with those, too, because my mom loved like all Motown, all those old songs. But somewhere along the way, we stopped listening to them as much, don't you think?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's true. But, you know, we're getting old, eh? (laughs) Thanks for that, (laughs) Vaughn. I did this with Rafe Mayer once. Remember him? Really? And we ended up talking about Artie Shaw's version of Begin the Begin." Oh, boy. And there isn't even (laughs) a lyric with that, but it's got some fantastic (laughs) clarinet in it. So, you know, I can go way back on it.
0: No kidding, you can. All right, you can also do that for politics, which is great. We're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. Let's talk about the situation in Alberta. They asked for help from other provinces, and B.C. just does not have the ability to give it.
1: Yeah. You know, what's going on in Alberta is a a tragedy. What's going on in the United States is with COVID-19 is a tragedy. It's a tragedy all over the world. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Alberta is the author of its own misfortune on this, but Jesus, I think we have to be really careful with Schadenfreude on this issue, you know. Um, Adrian Dix put out a statement saying we can't help. Um, well, that's probably true. Our ICUs are overwhelmed. I I look at it and I go you know is the story how alberta got it wrong or is the story to me writing about bc politics and commenting on what's going here is the story about why bc can't really help cuz we got it significantly wrong on this issue as well governments everywhere have struggled to find the balance point um, the only thing i'll say about alberta is at least dr dina hinshaw there admitted when and where they got it wrong uh, that doesn't help much as i said i think Especially with a federal election approaching Monday, um, we have to be careful. Uh, We should be careful about the political schadenfreude. I think the Prime Minister in particular and the NDP to some degree have been trying to sound like they're sorry about what happens in Alberta, and I'm sure they are, but I think they're also trying to score political points off of it at the expense of the conservatives.
0: I really noticed that in the last 24 hours, the political parties have pivoted towards talking about alberta who supported alberta who said they were doing a good job and yeah now they find themselves in this position of being the center of the election debate
1: yeah and look if you're a new democrat commenting on this and you're and you're singling out alberta because your party's the opposition there how come ontario and quebec are both doing a lot better than british columbia you know how how come Ontario and Quebec with the same problem? And there are times in the past when that wasn't true, right? But it it's the comparisons are useful if we're trying to say, hey, we have to be careful because this is where we could be headed. And you know, you look across the border to the states, look at the uh, the situation between Idaho and Washington, where Idaho is got a lot more anti-vaxxers, and their ICU was overwhelmed, and Idaho was asking Washington for help. Okay, that's side-by-side a comparison. I, I think we need to report this. But I think... When, you know, we're looking at, hey, B.C. is a little better than Alberta on this or even a lot better, we go, yeah, but, you know, we kind of blew it on the heat dome. Uh, We took, uh, eliminated the masking requirement here, which sent the wrong message. Uh, How do we let things get so out of hand in the ICUs? Um, I think there's lessons to be learned on this, but I don't think there's a political wave to be surfed on it. And I find it a little disturbing when I see some signs of that.
0: And still, we don't know what's going to happen here in BC because that is tight.
1: No, it is, and uh, yeah, and and that's you know that's too bad. We we uh, you know here we are in the fourth wave, and uh, you know back up a couple of months, and we didn't expect to be here. Um, I got a note from somebody yesterday saying, you know, with with the high, one, the highest vaccination rate in Canada, how come we're ending up with so many more cases? on a per capita basis, in the hospitals, in the ICUs, um, than, say, Ontario or Quebec. Well, you know, uh, when we get to public inquiry phase at the end of this and lessons to be learned, um, I think we may get some answers on this. Right now, the people that are managing the system are scrambling to manage the system. I think it's probably true that we can't really spare a lot of help to Alberta right now because our own system is stressed, but... I think we also say, like, geez, Alberta, we're really sorry with what's going on there. It's tragic, but hey, we're dealing with our own line of the tragedy here in B.C., and we all have a lot to learn.
0: Oh, we certainly do. Listen, Vaughn, thank you.
1: Thanks, Simi. Bye-bye.